Hey everybody, welcome back to my channel. This is Dvir from the Cryptosphere and today we're going to do the beginner's guide to investing in ICOs, initial coin offerings, which is very similar to startups raising money in the traditional VC world, you know, venture capital, but only in the cryptocurrency world, which means that it's global, there's much less regulation, um, it's much newer, and there's a lot of, uh, I think, unturned stones and there's a lot of hidden gems that you can find and there's a lot of crap and there's a lot of money grabs and, and even a few like clear out scams out there so we're going to cover this today and this is going to serve for you if you're new to ICO this is going to be for you the beginner's guide to get you like kind of everything going this is what I wish somebody told me when I was starting out a few months ago like five six months ago right so without further ado let's jump in but before that I just want to say that the markets are looking freaking great today 419 billion dollar valuation I mean Pretty much everybody's in the green, so that's just awesome. I just love to see this. And hopefully the, the bear run is about to, to you know end and the bull market is about to start. So let's see how it goes. First of all, before we get started, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Investing in cryptocurrencies is incredibly risky. You can lose most or all of your money, so please be safe out there, guys. Do your own research. Read a disclaimer. I'm not a financial advisor. And always, yeah, do your own diligence. You know, this is your own money, so be careful with it. All right, so what is an ICO? Basically, if you go to coinmarketcap.com, you see here they have all these crypto coins, right? You have all these different currencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Bitcoin Cash. So these are kind of companies in the blockchain space, decentralized companies, right? Most like some of them decentralized, some of them more centralized, but these are general decentralized uh, cryptocurrencies. And when, they, when somebody wants to develop one of these, when they come up with the technology for them, what they do is they do an ICO, an initial coin offering, kind of raise money, and then they launch their coin into the world, right? They go like, boom. Then, and then eventually, if it's really successful, it's going to end up here, right? So, for example, Bitcoin is unique because it was the first one. It, was, it didn't have an ICO, but Ethereum did. And as far as I know, Ripple did. Bitcoin Cash didn't, but like EOS had. Litecoin did, Cardano, Stellar, IOTA, NEO, Monero, right? right? All these coins, most of them at least, had some ICO, right? About 80% of the coins here had some ICOs, especially all the new ones. I mean, Icon, Omisago, Quantum, VeChain, right? So, and obviously, um, when you invest in a, in a startup, this is much more risky, right? Because it's much newer, but then the reward is much larger. So this is what we're going to cover. So basically, uh, an ICO is somebody started a blockchain startup, right? And they're raising money for funding and giving a percentage of their tokens in exchange, right? So if we go to ICO drops, for example, then we go to OneChain, which is really famous. You probably heard of it by now, unless you're really new to the space. So they raised $36 million, right? And they gave 51% of their tokens in exchange, okay? So they sold... 51% uh, of the tokens, right? Most of the shares in the company. Think of it about like shares in the company, pretty much, for 36 million dollars. And right now, it's about 20x in USD price and about 9.5x in Bitcoin, right? So people that invested in this made a lot of money. Now, this is um, this is very similar to an IPO or even venture capital investing in a startup, but there's much less bureaucracy. It's international, right? You don't have to be an accredited investor to invest. Um, it's earlier stage than an IPO, so it's kind of like a startup stage, and there's less regulation. So usually you just do and uh, know your customer, just fill out some information about yourself, then you can send the money, and you can invest like much less money. You don't have to invest twenty thousand dollars. You can invest a thousand dollars, five hundred bucks, sometimes even a hundred bucks, right? So this is very affordable. So what happens right now is suddenly everybody can become an investor, and this is what's happening right now in the world. So 
keep in mind that with all these good things that you see here, most ICOs are total money grabs or they're shit coins. They really are not impressive. They just it's just people that got Honda hype and they were like, okay, we'll make a product, we'll make it look good, we'll do some marketing, and then we'll raise 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars, sometimes even a hundred million dollars. And then we'll just not do anything, you know, and just over time people will forget about this ICO and then we'll just kind of get our money, you know. So this is most ICOs in my opinion. Um, like I said before, ICOs are high risk, high reward. Every ICO is trying to solve a specific problem. So think about it like an ICO is kind of like a tech startup but in the blockchain space, right? So you have Skype that tries to help with messaging and then you have and then you also have um, Facebook that is social network, right? And they raise money and then you have Google, right? And Uber and all these companies, they try to solve different problems on the internet. But what happens here is everybody tries to solve problems on the blockchain space, right? So it's kind of like the new internet, you can say. Um, this is the next big trend in my opinion, right? So they try to solve a specific problem. It's similar to selling stocks of a company, but it doesn't give ownership over the company. So here what happens when if you have like 10%, let's say, of Ethereum, right? First of all, you're, you're rich as hell, right? But um, it doesn't give you special rights. Um, it doesn't give you ownership of the company, right? It might give you some voting power and stuff, but it's not. it doesn't really give you stocks in the company itself. Like in Ethereum, that's company foundation that's registered in Switzerland, right? It doesn't give you that. It's a separate entity. So it's a bit confusing. It's a bit new. By the way, um, check in the link below. I'll put the link for my ICO spreadsheet, which includes all of my top ICO right now ranked. Right now we're joined by seven people who are watching this. So check it out. It has my summaries with notes and everything. Okay. Now, most ICOs, they don't have a working product. They, they only have an idea. Or they say that they have a prototype, some sort of minimum viable product, an MVP, right? But usually they, they don't have a working product. They only have an idea. And then sometimes they say that they have a prototype in closed beta, right? So on the test net, whatever. So usually, so usually most of them, they have nothing, but they say they have something in my opinion. And then a few of them already have some prototype, right? The good ones already have a prototype usually. And um, yeah, so just like if, if an ICO doesn't have a prototype or something, that's a big red flag. You should probably avoid that. Now, inexperienced investors can lose 100% of their money if coins ever hits, if coins never hits exchanges, right? So this is important to understand that you can lose all of your money if you're inexperienced. So it's very important to know what you're doing, which is why we're making this guide, which is why you're learning here, educating yourself, which is fantastic. So keep at it. And uh, yeah. Okay. So. And, and also what you what you need to know about ICO is that hype plays a much larger larger role than your average company's stock price because the space is so small and unregulated and there's like the technology still is very early stages so everything is measured by hype right so imagine if Facebook didn't have a, product, a social network that everybody uses on a day to day it just had an idea then the hype would play a much significant role right so if somebody says like if Dan Bilzerian says like oh like um, uh, Facebook looks like a great idea, then the Facebook stock will go up. But, or if it says it's a bad idea, it will go much down. So hype plays a much larger role here, right? And then, um, so yeah, just keep that in mind that it's very important to see who is promoting every ICO and how they're looking in the public eye, the reputation. Now, in the long term, it plays a smaller role, but in the short term, it plays a big role. Okay, and then a fun fact, did you know that ICOs raised $6.3 billion in the first 110 days in 2018? right which is absolutely insane that's like 60 million dollars a day right so this is just growing and growing and i think that it's going to be here forever kind of like the internet and it's going to become a traditional way of raising money 
Okay, so what happens to most ICOs? I just want to clarify that there is a lot of money to be lost when investing in ICOs. So what happens is most of them raise somewhere between five to fifty million dollars. I mean, if you go right now to ICO drops, you can see here active ICOs, for example. You can see all these ICOs are raising money, right? So these are somewhat okay ICOs. Like the thing is about ICO drops, what I like about them is they already filter the shit ICOs from the okay ones. So the ones you see here are relatively good. Although this one, for example, I really don't like uh, the Ethereum one. Lots of uh, red flags with it. But you can see here, so they're raising $15 million, $20 million, $38 million, right? So you see here, so what, what happens to most of them is they never hit an exchange, right? A cryptocurrency exchange where you can buy and sell your cryptocurrencies. Like Binance, for example. Binance.com and then what happened is so investors they get left with the tokens that they bought right so when you buy an ICO what happens is you get uh, tokens cryptocurrency tokens usually Ethereum tokens that represent this ICO right and then and then what happens is you want to sell this on an exchange at some point but most ICOs never hit an exchange and then the, t the tokens can be traded anywhere Right, so this is, for example, an exchange, right? So this is Binance, one of the biggest exchanges in the world, if not the biggest. And here you can see you have like some exchanges here, like EOS, BDC. You can see how the market's doing. You can see everything is shooting really high, which is awesome um, today. So yeah, so people are left with a bunch of tokens and they can't be traded anywhere. So think about it like you buying, let's say you go to Japan and then you buy their, uh, their, their money, right? Let's say it's yen, right? And then you think like, oh, I'm going to go back to my country. I'm going to go back to the U.S. and I'm going to sell this for a lot more money, something like that. Demand's going to be really high. But then you go back to the U.S. and then nobody's willing to buy this, this yen from you, right? So you're kind of screwed because you have this value, but you cannot sell it. So does it really have value, right? So this is what happens to most ICOs and which is why you need to be very, very careful, guys. Like really don't lose your money. So just to give you some eye candy, I made a list of the top five uh, biggest profit ICOs. Now I might, I might have missed a bit, but these are definitely one of the biggest, most profitable ICOs. Now prepare to get your mind blown, okay? Because this is some heavy shit. So basically we have Ethereum here that raised money four years ago. And one Ethereum was worth uh, 31 cents roughly, right? And then today it's worth the same 30 cents turned into $641, right? So we did 2,061x, right? So to make a million bucks, all you had to do is put 500 bucks in this ICO and you would have a million dollars today worth of Ether. And they raised $18 million, right? And then you can see here, Ether today's market cap is 60, almost $67 billion. So it went up a lot, right? So this is one of the most successful ICOs. Then we got NEO, aka Enchers, which the ICO price was 3.2 cents. And then right now it's 75 bucks, roughly 2000 371 times X, right? So you had to invest like $470 to or $450 to make a million dollars, right? And they raised $5 million. Then we got Next, which raised, uh, the, the token price was so low, I cannot even say it. That's just like one thousandth of, of a cent per token. And right now it's 20 cents. So it went up 12,000 times, right? Just insane amounts of money. So you had to invest like 80 bucks in that ICO to make a million dollars, which is insane, right? So they raised 16,800 bucks. It was actually a donation. It was very interesting how that happened. Then we got IOTA. Um, they went from this, right? Like like a hundred, like four on one hundred of a cent to $2.1. So this is times eight, 4,833 times. They raised only $400,000. Then we got Stratus, 
which went from like less than a cent to six dollars right so it times 868 and it raised six hundred thousand dollars so these as you can see these are big uh cryptocurrencies right now they're worth like loads of money so you have ethereum here then you got iota here you got neo here and then you got uh where is next and then you got next here right so you can see these coins are really big now and people that invested in them got really rich and then we got stratus where's stratus stratus number 38 right so this is insane okay so these are the most successful ICOs, and then just for some another eye candy for you, Telegram ICO, Ton uh, raised 1.7 billion dollars, and it's still ongoing. So people that participate in sale, they need for for them to make 2x, they need the ICO to be worth 3.4 billion dollars. Personally, I think it's a total money grab. I think this is blown out of proportion, uh, but whatever people are doing that, and they're still raising more money, so they might even raise more money. I think it's absolutely insane. I think it's definitely unwarranted for. And you have to keep in mind, guys, that when these ICOs raise money, what they're doing is they're trying to uh, get money so they can get enough money in funding so they can go on and develop their product, uh, develop their mainnet, launch their product, their token, their idea, whatever. Kind of like when Facebook raised money, they want it so they can scale it, right? Get more employees, work on that, you know, beat the competition, whatever. So this is the same thing. So it doesn't make sense for these companies to want more than $40 million. I think anybody that's asked more for $40 million is honestly asking for too much. I think reasonable prices, if you really care about helping the community, is somewhere between 10 to $30 million would be, um, even, even like 10 to $25 million is fair, right? But then again, some people, you know, if you can get like $5 million more, I mean, why not? Or $20 million more, why not? Okay. So the stages of an ICO of an initial coin offering is people, what they do is they go and they set up a website and they start raising money from friends and family. Then they do a private sale and then they do a public pre-sale. Then they do a main sale, AKA the ICO crowd sale, whatever. And then the coin hits exchanges. This is when people cash out their coins or they hold for the long term. So I'll show you an example, right? So I showed you icon, right? So basically what they did is, uh, let me show you for example, like, Okay, so here you have Icon, right? When they set up their website, so here you have the white paper, they have their team members, you can see here like all the teams, right? And then you can see they have like a cool website, interconnect the world, blah, blah, blah hyperconnect the world, the Icon project, blah, blah. So they're explaining what they're doing, their services, their awesome stuff that they're up to, and then you can see here their partners, right? So this is their website, and then when they do an ICO, they kind of build like a Telegram group, they have Twitter, you see, they have a telegram group no i don't think they have a telegram group so this is what people do and then they set up an ico and you have a whitelist that you can sign up for for example here they have the whitelist ongoing right now so you can go here right you can join their telegram and then they have their token distribution so you can see what they're selling so here they are raising a total of how much money they're raising i think they're raising 38 million dollars something like that i might be wrong i forget the number but they already raised 6.28 million dollars right in the private sale and then here you can see they have the rest of the sale. It's going to be the public pre-sale and the ICO. They're going to sell most of their tokens, right? And the pre-sale kind of starts, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then they have the bonus on the pre-sale, right? And then you can see when it starts, when it ends. And uh, yeah, it just looks like a dope project. And then you can see what they're trying to do. Um, really cool project. I actually made a video reviewing them, so you should check it out. Zant ICO review here. So this is on my channel, so you can look for it. I actually really like this project, so I think you should check it out. This video, I think, really good. The team actually 
told me that they like the project. You see here, they actually even commented, so I'm really stoked. Anyways, enough shilling uh, my favorite projects. So this is an example of a website, right? So this is what they're doing. They're explaining what's up. And you can see here the team, the roadmap, the token distribution, the white paper, the whitelist. This is what a good ICO looks like. You see, it's very clear. You can see what's going on. There's no fishiness. They're very upfront with stuff, you know. So this is an example of a good ICO. So they they just did the private sale, right? And right now they're doing the public pre-sale and the main sale. So, and then in the future, the coin will hit exchanges. And then hopefully by then you can sell it for a larger profit, right? So what happens here to participate in the private sale, the pre-sale and the main sale, you need to do... So these are stages, right? The earlier you get, the, the faster you can do. So I actually explained it here somewhere. So let me, I'll get back to it. But you have two investing strategies when you go into ICO. You have the, the short term, just to flip, right? You invest in it, two months later, it hits an exchange, it does 3X, you sell it, and then and then you're happy, right? And then if you really believe in the coin long term, then you can hodl it, you can hold on for dear life. You can be like, no, my icon, my one chain, I'm never letting go, my Bitcoin, my Ethereum, I'm hodling it till forever, right? And then keep in mind that these coins can go really high. I mean, if one of your coins becomes like this, right? I mean, Ethereum did 2000X, right? So imagine if you sold it after it did 100X, you sold it at 30, right? $30, right? You still missed on another 20X. So it's really hard to tell which coin is going to do how well in the long term. Okay. So um, now the ICO stages and how to participate in ICOs is basically you have the private sale, which is the earliest, right? And then here you need to invest the most money. And then you need to wait the longest but here you also get the best terms usually you get like the best bonus you get like really nice bonuses right so for example in Byzant, if you invest here you get 25 percent bonus on the pre-sale then in public sale you have zero percent bonus or something and then in private sale probably like a larger bonus i'm guessing probably like 35 percent bonus or something like that so you, obviously you want to get the earliest as you can but for but usually they need like a larger investment so you you need to have like a bigger pocket right so you need to invest ten thousand yeah, dollars minimum or somewhere between ten to a hundred thousand dollars minimum right sometimes even two hundred thousand dollars minimum so it really depends on the project and then the public pre-sale is the same as the problem the private sale but think about it as like lower allocation you cannot invest as much money as you want the lower bonus and then lower minimum investment required so if here you, need, you had to invest ten thousand dollars then here you need to invest five thousand dollars Right. Or if here you had to invest. Yeah. So like if you're here, you had to invest in the private sale to invest a hundred thousand. Now we need to invest ten thousand. And then the ICO is kind of open to everyone. You have the lowest allocation. Suddenly, instead of being able to invest a hundred thousand dollars in the private sale, you can only invest a thousand dollars. Right. So people are pissed or seven thousand dollars. And then there's like little to no bonus. Oh, I have a typo here. So there's little to no bonus and there's no minimum investment. So everybody can participate. But then again, they get the worst deal compared to everyone else. Now, usually if it's a good ICO, they'll have some token lockup on their, on their tokens, the bonus tokens. So if somebody invests here and they get 30% bonus, usually the team, if it's a good ICO, they'll do like a lockup where you cannot get your bonus tokens until six months later. So if you invest $100,000, you get $100,000 worth of tokens, but then your 30% bonus tokens, your 30K, your $30,000 worth of tokens, you can only get them after six months, right? They're going to get released automatically in the smart contract. Happens on the blockchain, man. Cool shit. So this is the ICO stages, all right? So for example, here this is the the um, this is the public pre-sale stage, right? And then let me find for you just to show you for some educational purposes. I'm going to find you a running ICO right now. So just a pro tip: if an ICO is still running after like a day that it started, it's usually not such a good ICO. So here we got Cloud Mula. I don't like them. I review them on my spreadsheet. I show you. 
cloud mulan where you at bro yeah so they got a very bad score on my spreadsheet and then you can see here how i rank them and they have no prototype right so they have no prototype no blockchain experience i thought the team could be better yeah so so this is how i rank icos and then you can see here it still didn't sell out so this is proof right so this here is the, the ico it's running right now then they have the public sale ends in six days then they have six ten percent bonus it kind of doesn't make sense but you can see here how to participate right so if you click here you can go and then usually you need to fill some kyc on their information um blah 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 you're you're being limited so maybe they have some overload on a website i don't know this is like a bad sign for them anyways weird stuff so you can see here this is how it goes right cloud mula so this is okay so they're like having like shit problems with their website which is a really bad sign but here's another website i'll show you this one so they already raised 15 million out of 20. you see token sale so you can go here and then if you want to participate i just want to show you guys just so you get an idea for it so here's the token sale they're like they have like this token price blah, 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 how much money they're raising and then you can participate here buy tokens and then you need to register uh, fill some information about you right and then usually you need to provide some identification proof like your passport or something now here you see the really sales you have these pop-ups come here i really don't like it use the stars rating you see this this is a bad sign they're trying to sell you really hard okay so just like some pro tips along the way and some love okay so these are the ico stages now moving on so how to participate in the ico stages so you need to provide some information about you so uh, just this is kind of anti anti money laundering tactics right so they so if someone is in korea is doing an ico they need to make sure that all the money they get is not like black money you know like black market money it's not like somebody's trying to do some money laundry so they're doing this so then you need to fill also some know your customer right it's kind of the same thing so you need to provide like your name where you live your phone number your email uh, your ethereum wallet address you need to provide a lot of stuff right so this is how it happens and then usually you'll be required to set ethereum from your wallet address to your own to their address right to send the money so this is how it goes you don't send them us dollars usually you send them ethereum right so here you can see for example in the one chain ico you had to send them ethereum right yeah they, so they accepted ethereum and bitcoin so you can send them either ethereum or bitcoin and then and then you can use that through my either wallet. so then what happens is you're going to need to hold some cryptocurrency wallet now it cannot be a wallet from an exchange it cannot be your binance ethereum wallet because then you're going to get screwed you're not going to get your money it's going to be a wallet that you need to own so you can use trezor ledger or metamask it's a chrome extension or my ether wallet so why don't i show you what the magic looks like so metamask okay so here you can create a new wallet on myetherwallet.com and then um you're going to get your private key and then you're going to deposit here your ethereum and then you can send it All right so you can send ethereum from here and then you need to be careful that this is the right website so you need to be really really careful and then you got metamask here they have a chrome exchange extension which does something similar right but it's less secure because it's on the cloud so you need to be really careful with it generally you want to use storage that is cold storage so this is a topic for another video but you want to buy a trezor or a ledger right treasure ledger wallet so these are secure cold storage wallets that are not connected to the internet and then you can keep it with you right and then you can secure your money with it so it's much safer i recommend you have one of these the ledger or the uh, treasure they are perfect 
and uh, yeah so this is how you send money so you'll have to send money to them from these addresses and you need to be very careful not to get scammed or anything because a lot of there's a lot of money like being sent around so a lot of hackers try to fake it they'll try to pretend that they're the admin and telegram they'll uh, try to send you an email try to get you to click something so you need to be really careful about it okay so this is the LCO stages now the bonus okay so this is gonna be some pro tip for the most more advanced uh, players out there if you guys already have a hundred to a million dollars uh, worth of crypto or more first of all congrats now second of all now how do you get bigger allocations or bonuses so what you want to do is let's say you see a really good project let's say you see a project you think like one chain you're like oh my god this let me close some windows here you think oh my god this is an amazing project I want to invest but I don't want to invest I don't want to invest two thousand dollars I want to invest a hundred thousand dollars so how do you do that well first of all you need to come early you need to find them first you need to email them you need to contact them but then there are some strategies that you can use to have them give you a bigger allocation so for example I know one of my friends he actually did someone I know he uh, he did some advertising for one chain he was like he contacted them early and he was like yo I'll run some Facebook ads for you he's uh, he runs his own uh, media agency so that's what he specializes in really smart guy and he was like I'll do your Facebook ads and you can give me some budget and then I'll do it for free I'll do the work for free you just give me a bigger allocation in one chain so as you can see it was a pretty smart decision so yeah this is how you get bigger allocations. this is and uh, one method it's kind of hard work it really depends now but you need to try to stand out so going the extra mile can really be very rewarding you can set up an investment fund website so people can take you more seriously so if you go here for example to Pantera capital capital so this is a blockchain investment fund and if you look at their website it's very impressive right so me and my friends we were thinking we should set up a website like this right you see you have people here very smart people and then you can see their portfolio right so if you message a project like one chain and you tell them like hey we want to invest we're from Pantera capital they see your website and you look more legit you look more serious they think maybe they can help us maybe we can have some partnerships going on so this is useful for you guys to set up a website like this it just makes you look good it makes you look like you're smart guys you're wealthy you're well connected you can help them out and then another way is you can set up some syndicate or a big pool of capital where you raise money for all of your friends and then you can like then you contact Quanche and you're like yo I can invest a million dollars in you guys um, can you give me uh, a bigger bonus or can you give me a bigger allocation you know it can open some doors for you and then like I said before you can do some ads or marketing for the project and then you can check if you have any contacts that are related to the project so for example for me I didn't know about OneChain at the time but if I could have I've asked around my network I had a lot of friends that had some pools for one chain they got some in a location for it so I could have asked them and they could have gotten me something in there right so you can maybe they could have gotten me a better deal or you know something like that so you need to ask your contacts if you have this is why networking is so important you want to be connected with people in the space right people that have large capital or people that are developers right people that are right in there in the trenches developing these codes these code the software so this is really cool you know like finding them can be invaluable and also you can check their telegram and kind of get a feel for what they're looking for uh, what kind of uh, things they, they need so for example if you look at NOS ICO what they're doing is like these guys I really like them so what they're doing is they're giving a bigger allocation or a priority for people that are developers that are going to develop on their ecosystem so they're incentivizing people to develop on their ecosystem so if you look at that you maybe you know you have a friend who's like a programmer and you can do some deal with him look you start developing on them I'll give you a certain percentage or you start developing yourself it really depends right so you want to kind of dig in and try to see what what you can get 
right? If this is like more advanced, again, if, and then you can negotiate with them. You can you can set up a call with them. Like I have a friend, he's going to set up a call with an ICO, and then he's going to do some negotiating, right? Try to get a bigger bonus. Really try to negotiate hard and get these like extra five, ten percent. I mean, if you invest like two hundred thousand dollars, five, ten percent extra can be like ten or twenty thousand dollars extra free for you, right? Free of charge. So negotiating is very important. So this is kind of more advanced tricks for the big boys, but definitely worth uh, noting. And then um, a side note, if you have a big allocation and you don't have that much money to invest in it, if you're kind of broke, but you get lucky and you manage to get like $100,000 allocation, then if you have some rich friends that trust you, you can tell them like, you look, I'll, I'll invest for you, but you get like, you give me 10, 20% commission or something like that. And again, I'm not sure, you need to be careful around this because this is kind of like gray area. But if you know people like your family relatives, something like that, or friends, you can do something like that. So for you, if, if you're broke right now, theoretically, it still makes sense for you to try to get a location for good ICOs if you have rich friends that can invest, right? So this is just something to keep in mind. Again, networking is very important. And then here, this is an example of an ICO that I contacted, NOS, right? Uh, which is trying to build an operating system for the NEO ecosystem. I love their project. So here is an example of a message that I sent them, right? So I'm like, hey, NOS, I love your project and what you're trying to achieve. Can't wait to see a GUI OS for Neo Dapp. So this is what they're trying to do. I'd like to participate in the private sale if you have one, and then send them my Ethereum wallet address. And then I'd like to contribute around X worth of Neo gas, right? Then I tell them I have an Israeli citizenship. And then I also try to go the extra mile. I made a video reviewing your project. And then they really liked it. They actually shared my video on their Twitter. So the founder shared his video on his Twitter. So I was really happy. So this is an example of going the extra mile, you know, trying to give them value, right? Now, how to find good ICOs? How do you know which ones are shit, which ones are good? Now, so first of all, you can look at my ICO spreadsheet, wink, 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 promote, promote. So you can check him out. Like I'll put the link in the description at the cryptosphere slash spreadsheet, but just check the description. And here I rank my ICO. So you can see straight up what's my favorite ICOs, right? And then also you can check out ICO drops if you want to do some more research yourself. Now I'm on top of this shit. So I review every ICO that's here. If it's good, it's pretty much on my spreadsheet already. So yeah, so just like you can check them out yourself and then you can decide. So you can look at the upcoming ICOs, you can look at the active ICOs, and then you can kind of do your own learning, which I always educate, educate. I always encourage people to educate themselves, see what's going on, you know, make smart decisions, not just throw your money at something, right? So for example, all these ICOs I'm already familiar with because I'm on top of this shit, right? I'm trying to help friends. I'm trying to make good decisions but i'm doing this full time maybe if you're busy for you if you're part-time it makes more sense to kind of find a few people that you trust maybe friends or people like me where we share our spreadsheet online and then just follow what we say right so this is kind of cool and then we have another one and also networking is super super important right this is very very important also like your network is your net worth pretty much and then i want to show you an example also there's also this twitter account top seven ico where they share kind of like what crypto influencers say they are their favorite icos so you can look here and you kind of make your own opinion if you see something that pops up a lot. So for example, a good ICO is next, right? So you can see it pops here once. It's on almost everybody's like it's on like here twice, here third time, right? It just pops like I see this ICO here pops up at least six times. So if a lot of crypto influencers think that an ICO is good, it usually is, right? If everybody thinks something is good, usually it is good. So again, not financial advice, but take a look at this Twitter. It's also very good. And then 
Um, also, as a side note, there's no easy way to find good ICOs before everyone else. Like you can find a good ICO, but it'll be very hard to find it first. So this is why you really need to specialize in. This is kind of something that there's no easy way around it. Like this kind comes to hard work and grind, you know, making these friendships, networking, looking at the spreadsheet. Again, if you don't have time, just hire someone or, you know, DM me like I'll help you or something like that. Seriously, like message me like, Veer, what do you recommend? I'll be happy to help you on Telegram, on YouTube. I'm, I'm still like, I'll, I'll love to help back the community, right guys? Okay, so just keep in mind, it's not that easy and everybody's trying to find good ICOs. They're kind of a gold rush for ICOs right now, so everybody's trying to get on top of it. Now, how do you evalu evaluate ICOs? This is kind of the golden question. How do you know which projects are good, which projects are bad? So this is the equivalent of knowing, of asking someone like, how do you know which startups to invest in, which startups to avoid? And here I have a way to rank them that was kind of inspired by a few different things that make sense and a few things that I saw that worked for other projects. So I'm going to cover them for you. Okay, so the first thing is the idea. How good is the idea? Is it original? Is it going to have a big impact, right? So think a Google versus Chinese restaurant. So an example I like to say, if this idea succeeds, is it going to be a multi-billion dollar company like Google? Or is it going to be like a small, like half a million dollar worth Chinese restaurant, right? Or like Korean restaurant or McDonald's or whatever, you know? So like a small, so McDonald's is a chain, right? But I'm talking about like one small restaurant. So try to think about what is going to have a larger impact on society. What is going to make more, what's going to be worth more money, right? So different companies have more valuations, right? So it just really depends. And then the team, how good or experienced is the team? Do they have previous blockchain experience? Do they work did they work before in ethereum did they work for any of the top cryptocurrencies before i mean did they work for bitcoin or were they like a bitcoin developer ripple developer bitcoin cash developer eos litecoin like are they associated with these brands this is the equivalent of somebody that worked in google right if they worked in google and they're starting uh, a tech company then they they obviously it says something right but if they have blockchain experience it's much much better because it's much relevant much more relevant in this space so this is the team and uh, what what you know what the resume say about them what their linkedin says about them what their previous experience what companies did they working before what's your hunch about them did they work together before did they have a successful business did they start a business and sold for a hundred million dollars did they start a company that's worth billion dollars and now they're doing an ico because this says a lot right and then blockchain experience did they work in any of the top 25 cryptocurrencies you know, did they work for any of these like did they work for vchain quantum misego icon T uh, nam Tron, Dash, Monero, right? So it really depends uh, which companies they're worked for. Again, like now keep in mind here when I rank it in my spreadsheet, you see that almost none of them have some previous blockchain experience. So you can see here all of it is no, no, no. You see the red column here, right? No, 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 no. So very few had experience, right? Okay. And so keep in mind that once you find an ICO that has previous experience, this is a really big plus. Now, advisors, these are people that are advising the project. Do they have any names you recognize, right? Are these people successful? Are they, do they raise like, do they have like Ethereum as a co-founder, as an advisor, right? So if you go, for example, Omisego, which is a very successful ICO. Here for summer, Omisego.com. Omisego. Oh, it's Omisego.network. So if you look, for example, at Omisego, which was a really good ICO, very, very successful. They, if you look here at the team, they have as advisors, they actually have Vitalik Buterin, um, which is a founder of Ethereum, right? And then he's a Plasma co-author as an advisor, which is huge, right? And then we have another Plasma co-author, right? Very smart guy as well, Joseph Poon. 
then we got people that are related, co-founder of Ethereum, right? Found, uh, founder of Parity, right? So you see very, very strong names. You see Ethereum, Cosmos Network, Ethereum, you see like Cosmos, Polkadot. So you see these are very, very strong. You see this is Casper. So these are very strong brands in the crypto space, cryptocurrency space. You see even Roger Versi of Bitcoin.com. So it really is um, huge, right? So you want to find people like this. You don't want to find people that you've never heard about, people that you don't recognize. Now, I made a video where I explained how I rank ICOs. So you can see it here on the spreadsheet. I'll open it for you. And here I go more in depth into how I rank uh, ICOs, what I think about them. So you can see them on my channel, ICO Spreadsheet Bear Breakdown. I'll put it in the description. And here I go really deep into how I rank ICOs. So you can look at that for more. Then you have an existing prototype. Do they have an existing prototype? Some uh, testnet, beta. Um, so here you can see when I grade it, most ICOs have some prototype. They claim to have some prototype. You see the worst ICOs don't have prototype. You see here like the ones that get like the lower grade right because if it's there's no prototype then it's just a white paper ico you have to understand that they are just trying to raise 20 million dollars with just an idea so you're counting on them to execute on this idea which is really high risk you want somebody that already has some beta going on they have something working right they're not just coming and like give us 30 million dollars we have an idea because this is what happens a lot of the time so you need to be really careful so if somebody has no prototype i would usually skip them i would usually absolutely avoid them um, just yeah just just better like this like more like almost all the time as a general rule if there's no prototype it's not a good uh, project okay because the good projects they wait until they have a prototype before they ask for your money so always keep that in mind okay now the roadmap so when does the main product launch when are we gonna see something really happen right so obviously you don't want the product to launch like two years from now you want it to launch four months from now right so it always like when is going to be the mainnet because what happens when the mainnet happens then then ICOs pump really hard right because obviously they have a working product so their value just skyrockets so the faster that happens the better and then you can see here on my spreadsheet when I rank them I'll show you you can see here where when is the mainnet release right so you can see second quarter then like fourth quarter of 2018 right and then you have like unclear and then you have like 2019 which is really late so it really depends obviously you want the closer to the current date the better now the hype are there any crypto influencers shilling the project right uh, promoting it shilling is promoting it right so you can look here at the top seven ICO which I showed you before so if you can uh, see it here you can see what projects are people promoting again and again right so if you look at next it shows up 13 times like I said before on this spreadsheet which is absolutely insane pretty much everybody mentions it and then if you look at mainframe for example it pops up four times if you look at nas it pops up twice so you want the more people but it's also the size of the people right so you have some people that are really big and people that are smaller so it really depends what size uh, are the influencers right so if somebody has 10,000 subscribers or somebody has a hundred thousand subscribers then obviously it's very different in general as a general rule of thumb the more subscribers somebody has the the bigger it means right the, the bigger the hype is going to generate now the token metrics are also one of the most important parts absolutely uh, last but definitely not least so here for example one chain you see they raised 36 million dollars for 51 percent this is considered very good because they're selling you want an ICO to sell most of the tokens as many as possible the best range is usually between 45 percent to 75 percent is the, the, the sweet spot you don't want them to sell less and you don't want them to sell more because if they sell less then it's kind of a money grab they're trying to keep their tokens you're just raising shitloads of money if it's more then you you're afraid that the team won't have enough money to develop it or they're not going to be not going to be that incentivized but usually it doesn't really happen so you you just want it to be above 45 percent that they sell 
anything below that is kind of risky, which is sad because most ICOs do that right now. They don't sell most of their tokens because they're greedy. So here you see what like what percentage of tokens they sell. So they sell 50, 50, they sell only 10%, 40, 20, 40, 40, 26, 40, 30, 50, right? So obviously the more the better. Now, um, let's see what else. So here the fundraising goal, the hard cap, the, obviously the lower the better because if their market cap is $10 million and then so for you to make 5x, you need the project to reach $50 million. But if the project market cap is $100 million, then you need them to hit $500 million to make 5x on your money. So obviously the less, the better, right? So people got here a really good deal because the project was really good, one chain, right? But then also the the market cap was pretty low. They weren't being greedy, right? Which ironically now they're worth shitloads of money because they weren't being greedy and they developed a really good product. You see the market cap $742 million, right? So they weren't being greedy. So this is awesome. They've done a great job with this ICO. This is an example of a good stats, right? I like this. Now, and then you can see NKN, for example, which I don't like because they're selling only 10% of their tokens for $14 million. So this put them in the valuation of $142 million, which is insane, insane, right? And then also you have to keep in mind that some projects they have, um, this was unlisted. Oh yeah, it is listed. So you see that here they have like a big bonus, 60% bonus on the pre-sale, right? Which is a lot of money. So also always keep in mind that the higher the bonus, usually the, the more red flag it is. So you got to be careful, right? So only invest stuff that makes sense to you. And uh, yeah, so here you can see the first token. So these are the token metrics, right? So the first token price is 11 USD dollars. But again, keep in mind, like this doesn't really matter because you have like what matters is how much money they're raising. What was the bonus and what percentage of their tokens they're selling? Those are the main, the main ones when it comes to token metrics. Right, guys? Okay, I'm trying to make it clear for you. Now, it's time for a live demonstration. So I'm going to review for you a bad ICO, and then I'm going to review for you a good ICO, and then you guys can kind of see what, what, it, what it looks like, okay? So um, I'm going to review one of the ICOs that got like a really low score on my spreadsheet is Ophiria, right? They got like 23%, and I'll show you why in a second. Okay, and then I'll review a good ICO that I liked more. Okay, so let's start with the bad ICO, right? So, again, not financial advice, guys. This ICO might skyrocket. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it's an amazing project. Again, maybe do your own research, right? So, Ophiria is, they're doing an ICO right now. Let's check their token metrics. So, here's the idea. So, here you can see the idea. Ophiria and PTAIDA is a global decentralized marketplace for the secure and transparent buying and selling of personal data made in Germany. So they're trying to sell, like, um, uh, buy and sell uh, personal data, right? So like Facebook, they take your data. Well, they're trying to create a marketplace for you to sell your data. Now, the idea is okay, but there are so many ICOs that did the same thing that they're facing, like, a lot of big competition, and they're the last to do it, right? Because right now they're just joining it. So you have to understand that the idea is unoriginal. It's like trying to start a social network after Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, there's so many competitors right now. The market is still younger. There's no, like, one big winner right now, like Facebook or Twitter. But it's still like there's so much competition. It's really not a good idea in my opinion. Now here you see they're raising $35 million for 60%. Now the token metrics are okay. You know, I think the $35 million is a lot of money for this kind of project. Because it's not like a, a really big project. They're trying to do It's not like a blockchain project. So they are being greedy. Okay, now the main thing that I didn't like about them is if you actually look at the website. First of all, they're trying to sell kind of hard. Uh, so here you can register for their stuff. But I'll show you what I didn't like about them. So, 
Here it says that they don't have a prototype. Last time I reviewed them. Let's see if they have a prototype right now. Existing customers? No. So they claim to have a working product here. So it looks like now they claim to have a prototype. So this changes the score, right? So if I say, oh, they have a working, oh, they have a work, excuse me, they have a working product, but not on the blockchain. Now remember, so they come from it. They did a similar company before they did it on the blockchain space, but now they're going to the blockchain space. But on the blockchain space, they have no uh, prototype, right? So for me, there is no prototype. And here, you say they have a 20% bonus, blah, blah, blah. And then the thing I didn't like about them, if you look at the team, let me find it. Okay, so they have sales team, and then they have a development team. Where's the development team? Okay, software development team. All right, so now let me go back and pull up my notes why I didn't like it. So I gave the team zero, which is really low, right? So if I'm not mistaken, if you actually look at their profiles, I'm not going to do it right now, but I remember they were just like the team. These guys were from Belarus or something or from, or from Russia or from Eastern Europe somewhere. Now, the thing is, the problem with that is that the team founder itself are, are in Germany. So they are right now, they're in Germany and the team is in, in, in different countries, like the development team. So like, what the heck, how are they going to make this work? And then also, I wasn't impressed with the team. Like, if you look at their LinkedIn, there's really nothing that sticks out as a really good project. I'm not going to go too in-depth into that. I just didn't like the project. Um, and then the advisors also, if you look here, there's no one that's related to cryptocurrencies. You see, so we got your founder and CEO of Blockchain Lab, but he didn't create a blockchain cryptocurrency, right? There's no cryptocurrency that, like for Blockchain Lab, right? Someone from the European Parliament, like how is they going to help? They got someone from Audi, right? They got someone from Asia Business Director. Let me see if there's a Wall Street advisor. You see, there's like people that are, how are they related to this project? How are they going to help push this project forward? So I didn't like it as well. And then they didn't mention uh, when they're going to launch the main product. So if you look here, I couldn't find a timeline for when they're going to release their product. So here it looks like it actually changed since I last reviewed it. Oh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't really say it. Okay, so if you look here, they just say like they're going to expand. They're just going to expand, right? So in 2020, 2021, they're going to just become bigger and bigger, right? So this is good. Just give them your money and they're going to get bigger. But there's no timeline. They don't specify how it's going to happen. So I didn't like that. They're just going to say, oh, just give us money. We're going to become bigger. We're going to, you know, like right now we're here. And then over time, we're going to get here and here and here and here. Just give us your money. Everything will be good. So I didn't like that. There's no dates. Uh, there's nothing really going on. And if you look, oh, here's the founders. Okay, finally found the founders. So I'm going to pull their LinkedIn here because they didn't mention it. All right, so the founder, if you see here, he worked here in two companies, right? He studied in some uh, university, right, that I don't recognize. And then he worked here at a company that's not listed on LinkedIn before, right? So I don't know which company it is, right? And then he worked here for Ergoneers, which is a small sites company. And if you actually look at what they did, it's completely unrelated to blockchain. They were developing something related to eye sites for people that have some eye difficulty. You see, I go to their website. It says, like, your connection is not private. Like, people, like, don't go here. This is dangerous. Right, so this is just a bad sign. And this, this is a very bad sign, actually. And then here you can see um, the co-founder. She is the CTO, uh, but she has she was just an engineer at Siemens, right? And then she worked in this Argoneer stuff, doing software. And now she's the CTO of this project, but she has no strong development experience, right? 
So again, I wasn't uh, like impressed with that at all. So this is an example of a bad project, right? The idea is unoriginal. The team is weak. You go on their founder's website. It shows like, be careful. There's like a private, like people can try to steal your stuff. Don't come here, right? So just like a bad sign in general. So this is why I didn't like, this is what a bad project looks like in my opinion. Now let's go and look at a good project, which is a project that I really like, NOS.io. So these guys are very experienced. If you look at the team, they were they actually developed uh, working products before on the blockchain, right? So uh, Din Van Dokteren, he developed VDT.network and Click.dj. Now one of them is related to the blockchain. Here you got someone who created of Neo Ruby, right? Um, he also created Recapacha for Ruby. And then we got the maintainer of the Neon wallet. Now, if you guys are new in the blockchain space, basically these are really central uh, projects on the Neo blockchain. So this is huge, right? So if you look at Neo, it's one of the biggest cryptocurrencies right now, and they're developing for them, right? It's the 10th largest cryptocurrency, $5 billion uh, market cap. So these guys are very experienced. If you look at CD of Zion, I'll pull up their project for you. Very impressive. This is a, basically a group of geeks that kind of joined together, and then they're building projects on the Neo blockchain. So here they have the Neo wallet. And the NeoScan, the NeoMon, the NeoPython. So they develop working products, right? So you know that when these guys are, are working on something, you know they can actually execute on it, right? So here you see the idea they're trying to build an operating system for a new transparent internet on the Neo blockchain. So the idea is huge. It's kind of like trying to build a new internet, new operating system. It's like trying to build Android or iOS operating system, but for blockchain apps. So what Apple did for apps with iOS they're trying to do for in neo dApps for apps on the neo blockchain with their browser right so this is a huge idea and then they have a prototype already uh, let me find for you nos where you guys at so here you see the review is not final because they didn't release the full details yet but the team has previous blockchain experience they have a prototype the team is very strong they deliver good project the advisors are very good because they have the founder of neo actually said that these guys rock so i'll find it here here, you can see here in the screenshot on Twitter, he said NOS rocks, right? So this is the founder of NEO. So this is a huge um, endorsement, right? It comes from a really big guy. It's kind of like you doing an, an, an internet company and then the founder of Google, like Sergey Brin or something like that, tweets and says your project rocks. So this is a big endorsement, right? So this is an example of a good project. And then you look at their, at their roadmap, for example, uh, they're going to have a mainnet in 2019, which is not that good, right? But the thing is, I'm kind of more relaxed on it because they already have a prototype and they already delivered working products before. So this is, whew, so you see here, this is an example of a good project. This is a project that I like, and also it's been getting some hype. People are starting to recommend it. All right, so this is the end of the live demonstration. Now, the types of ICOs that we're going to have are you're going to have the complete money grab ICO, right? This You're going to have three types for general ICOs, right? Complete money grab. Um, and then you're going to have the so-so ICO and you have the winner ICOs. So the complete money grab is the team is just planning on raising somewhere between 5 to $50 million up front. And then they don't care about hitting exchanges or building a product. Maybe they want to hit exchanges so they can make more money. But uh, most of these ICOs of this type, they usually they have no prototype. It's just like big vain promises and it's just a big money grab. So usually you can tell because maybe the team is Russian because there's a lot, been a lot of bad I'm not racist I've just had a lot of bad ICOs come from Russia because they, like they have less regulation or something so people can just get like there's no like nothing bad will happen to them whereas in the US if you do a money grab ICO or a scam like the government will do something about it people will arrest you for it like what happened with Bitconnect for example and then you have so-so ICOs 
which might be good for a flip short term, but then long term you don't know if they're going to execute, right? There's a low chance of the team being able to deliver. You know, we can go either way, right? So for me, for example, one of these would be like, um, okay, so DAO stack, for example. So DAO stack is kind of a good idea. They're trying to build a decentralized autonomous organization, right? So the idea looks good and it might work, right? They've been getting some high people are getting excited about them. So it might work, right? But then the team has no experience of delivering working products on the blockchain space. So I'm skeptical about their ability to do it. I'm skeptical if people will want to develop it, right? So long term, I'm kind of unsure, right? We, we have uncertainty. It might work in the short term. In the long term, you don't know. Then you have winner ICOs, right? Which are kind of like the best ICOs. So these are ICOs that are good both for short-term flipping, you know, you buy an ICO and then you sell one of these exchanges, but it's also good for long-term hodling, holding on for dear life. Example of this is OneChain, Icon, and NOS in my opinion, right? Or any any like good example of an all-star ICO is just any of these top 25 cryptocurrencies is an example of a good project, right? That was before like a good idea to hodl. So you can take a look at them. So this is the type of ICOs. Again, there are like smaller parts, but these are like the overall ones. And then the daily, um, that, now one of the last parts that I want to emphasize here is if you, we covered a lot of ground in this video, like really shitloads of ground. So congrats for making it through. So you guys, I'm like, woo, yeah. Okay. So the daily, now if you, once you understand all of this, the daily weekly research process for you guys, if you want to look for ICOs, look for good ICOs, you can check icodrops.com for a few, for new or interesting ICOs. Also, you can check my um, uh, spreadsheets. You can subscribe. Make sure to smash that like button for 52, 53 minutes and still ongoing. And uh, you can check out my spreadsheet, right? I review my top ICOs here. You can check them out. Uh, I'll put the link in the description, like I said before. You can research. And then what you want to do is once you find these projects, you want to research about them. You want to do your own research, your own due diligence. Maybe watch like my video where I review them. You want to look at their website, right? And then you want to make a plan about which projects to invest and how much you want to invest. And then you want to contact the project via email or in Telegram. You want to ask your friends to contact them if they, you want to see if you have some contacts that someone related to them. And then you want to go to your calendar. You want to add the dates for their ICO KYC dates. You want to do some reminders to invest, to follow up, that sort of thing. You want to stay on top of your shit. And what else you can do is you can also hire someone to do that for you. So if you want to hire me, I'm currently doing that for a few friends. So if you want to hire me, just DM me to help you with this project as well right guys okay and then the final bonus um, check out my ICO red flags video in which I share 13 uh, red flags I'll put the link in the description again I think this video is really good um, I think it, it should get a lot more love than it does right now guys so go give it some love smash the like buttons I mean it has 28 views and it's a really good video where I cover what to watch out for in ICOs like if you follow these steps you're pretty much guaranteed to like your chances of like finding a bet like doing smarter investments are much higher Okay, so that's it, guys. Thanks for watching. Make sure to smash the like button and subscribe. And yo, give me some love. Share this video with someone that's new to ICOs right now, that's starting out, that needs help. It's kind of confused. And make sure to follow me on my Twitter, my Instagram, my Steemit, my Facebook, my website, just everywhere. I'll be forever grateful. And yeah, guys, much love, much love. And if you have any feedback, make sure to comment below. I'd love to hear what you guys think. This is the first time where I do like a really high quality video where we go deep into stuff. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to go and um, have a fantastic day, guys. Much love. Okay. See you. Bye-bye. Peace out.